0: This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check
3: out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Wizarding World Lorecast, where we're going to take a deep dive into the world and lore of the Harry Potter universe, such as the creatures, the people, and yes, even the magic.
0: Welcome everybody. This is the Robots Radio Holiday Special for 2023. We did one last year. We're back. This is Tom or Robots. I'm the guy who set up the whole network. I host a number of the shows, so some of you might recognize me from uh, it, well, a whole bunch of them. Uh the Fallout Lorecast, Elder Scrolls Lorecast, Mass Effect Lorecast, Lord of the Rings Lorecast and The Starfield Lorecast are my current shows, but you may also recognize me from the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast, the Witcher Lorecast, the Cyberpunk Lorecast, and we have some of those hosts with us today as well, plus hosts from some of the other shows on the network. We've got this wonderful group, and this is something we've been doing for the last few years. The point of this is for us to just take a moment to get together, to chat with some of the cool hosts across the network, and to talk about our favorite things from the year, because... If you're not re- remembering all the favorite things, if you're not thankful for all the things that were good in the last year, then what are you even doing with the holidays? That's what it's all about, right? The things that made it worth it. So first of all, we've got Ben of Tameria. Feel free to introduce yourself and and what shows
3: that you do. Ben, welcome. Hi, yeah, uh, I'm Ben of Tamaria. I am one of the hosts for Holocron History, Star Wars, Canon vs. Legends, the Final Fantasy lore cast, the Witcher lore cast, and the Wizarding World lore cast. Yeah, Ben is trying so. to do as many shows as I do at this point. Uh, <laughs> good to have you, ben? <laughs> Yeah, just a little.
0: Uh, thanks for joining us. We've got Preston. Preston is joining us again. Welcome back, man. How's it going? Howdy,
4: partner. Uh, I'm <laughs> Preston. And I am the host, or rather the creator, writer, producer of uh, True Vault S escapades a fallout audio drama and also bioshock the midnight series so yeah
0: awesome man <laughs> good to see you again it's been a little while thank you yeah yeah and then we've got uh, n7 the legend sam welcome how's it going
1: <laughs> hey how's it going uh, i'm from the mass effect lore cast talk about mass effect lore uh, imagine that and imagine that. yeah i'm just here for the ride yeah, i'm for- <laughs> wearing a comfy and i feel great okay good good to see you i should <laughs> i should go right
0: <laughs> well thanks for joining me uh, being here toasty toasty you're up
5: uh hey i'm toasty i'm uh, one of the hosts of the witcher lore cast as well as the cyberpunk Lorecast. cast uh that's me that's you that's you well <laughs> that's
0: welcome me. welcome we've got maverick as well maverick welcome how's it going
6: well, hi guys. I am uh, Maverick, as you probably know me from the Patron episodes. um I host a little podcast called The Fallout Roundtable. I just started a new a new re- pro wrestling show called Three Count Thoughts with my buddy Jaxus. We just released our first episode. Nice. So, uh yeah.
0: Yeah. So, Fallout and wrestling we don't do right that uh, we don't do those two things enough together uh, <laughs> awesome man thanks for being here and then genesis is joining us as well jen how's it going
2: hello i am genesis uh, host of two girls one ship a video game romance podcast and co-host of the cyberpunk forecast with toasty
0: Sweet. Awesome. Well, welcome, everybody. This is this is a fun group. I'm excited to hear about what your favorite thing was this year. If you could if you had to just pick one thing, it could be a video game because many of us do video game podcasts. It could be a movie. It could be a book you read. It could be a place you went to. It could be a, a thing that you did. I don't know. Maybe you learned how to do underwater basket weaving. Uh, who knows? But who would like to start us off? Anybody want to jump in there to, to kick us off and it would be really funny if somebody raised their hand and was like, uh, underwater basket weaving was the thing I was going to say, but I can, I can start us. <laughs> Everyone's got, just I laughing at idea. me. All right, Sam, you kick us off.
1: Okay. So I, I was very encouraged this year by the state of single player gaming. I think single player games, saw so many promising signs, you know, whether it be Starfield, Baldur's Gate or the Phantom Liberty uh, that came out for cyberpunk. If you're a fan of single player games and you want to immerse yourself and you're kind of sick of uh, gotcha games and Fortnite and whatnot, I think the future looks pretty promising. And, And that is something to say, because over the past few years, you know, from like 2019 to like 2022, it was not looking too good there for a hot second.
0: Yeah, it was like everybody had to do their like constantly updating new stuff you can buy, you know, get the battle pass, like all of that stuff, right? Like always play with other people, always be spending more money, because we need that yes.
1: that cheddar, yeah, yeah. But And it's n- encouraging f- for Mass Effect, right? It's yeah. very encouraging for Mass Effect because they've already already committed and said the next Mass Effect will be single player. Right. Right. And I think it proves that, like, I mean, there were a lot of good games that came out this
0: year and a lot of them can be played single player or were primarily single player, but they also might have had multiplayer aspects. Um, Yeah. So it, it just shows that the audience is still into narrative. They're still into being able to play a game by themselves and then talk about it with other people and explain, oh, this is what happened in my game. What happened in your game? That is a staple. That's been a staple of gaming for forever.
1: It feels like. Right. The money's there. And I don't think, you know, we, we didn't have to convince developers that the interest was there, I think, for single player games, because there's still a decent amount of developers who want to make those. But it, in terms of speaking directly to the people who hold the purse strings at the companies that make these games, yes, the money's there. Just fucking do it. <laughs>
0: just, just people want to buy this. Just put out good stuff, please. <laughs> it's that simple, right? It's it's that simple. Um, let's open this up. What do you
3: guys think? Single player games. Was this on your list then? I mean, absolutely. Um, I mean, look at the Game Awards. Majority of if not all, if I recall, majority or all of the games on the Game Award list was single players.
0: Yeah, yeah there, unless it was like specific categories that included some of the other ones. But yeah, right. a lot of them were. Yeah. 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 Any other thoughts on this one, Jen?
2: Yeah, no, I fully agree. Uh, The single player games have been owning it this year. Uh, The Phantom Liberty expansion. I mean, even the 2.0 and the 2.1 patch for Cyberpunk made it such a huge change to the game. It was amazing. And then me and all my friends cannot stop talking Baldur's Gate. And we're watching each other's playthroughs and we're going, oh, my gosh, you chose that. I went this way and got something completely different. And so I'm yeah. loving it.
0: You know, it would be none of us have done. We have a Dungeons and Dragons podcast on the network. And I know, I'm sure Sergio has talked about Baldur's Gate stuff. Uh, but th- I'm sure there's a hole right now. If anybody's looking to do other shows, a Baldur's Gate three hole is. In the podcast universe, I believe for something creative and fun—not just a lore cast but some sort of way of engaging that community—and as soon as somebody solves it, they're going to find a very successful show. That's a big hole.
1: You and, need like something the size of a bear to fill that hole. Oh God, <laughs>
6: yeah, is, that, that is a really big hole very big shoes
3: to fill. yeah bear shoes oh no! not just White... a
5: bear an owl bear an owl bear oh oh god uh, <laughs> i was wow. waiting for someone to make the joke uh, you know the
0: yeah the, well you know
5: <laughs> i'm just all i have is a picture
0: in my head of you know intimate situations with bears rawr it truly <laughs> would be
6: I'm, a beast a to wrap time.
0: your tentacles around oh god oh god all right. Well, mm-hmm. that's enough from Sam. <laughs> Let's move on to somebody else. <laughs> Sam, you can silence. Sam, you're done. <laughs> All right. Who would like to go next? <sighs> I shall go.
4: All right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. Um, A few things. So um, This is Preston, by the way. Just anybody that didn't recognize the voice. Preston's up next. Go ahead. Yeah, this is Preston. Um, And I, let me see, Starfield, uh, despite any sort of backlash or any sort of disappointment or letdowns that it has given people, I have absolutely fallen in love with that game. And maybe that's because the exploration factor and stuff like that i mean it's just there's so many places to see so i guess i guess a a void that a lot of people have is it's just it's fine with me like i'm cool with that and anyway i love that that was definitely a highlight in gaming for me this year um perhaps the only one besides cyberpunk which also is on that list because i love cyberpunk um and and so yeah phantom liberty that's another one and uh Another off the cuff thing. I watched Game of Thrones all the way through for the first time in my entire life this Wait, year. Wait, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Twenty twenty three is the year you decided to watch I all of Game HBO. of Thrones.
0: Oh, I just did it. I mean, wow. I've seen other shows there before. Even after but I, knowing how it ends
4: and being yeah, like, yeah, I had huge, huge things spoiled to me, but I didn't know the bridges that like connected them. So it was yeah. still kind of a lot of stuff for me to to see for the first time. And I mean, despite all of the controversy with that as well, I still enjoyed it. I mean, it Uh was still a great show to me, but um, I I love stuff like that. I love Dungeons and Dragons. So I, you know, I had me a fun little leisure year with uh, exploration games and these this amazing comfort show so i guess i gotta move on to something else now comfort show <laughs>
5: comfort it's definitely not a comfort. thing i've heard game of thrones called that's no, for damn sure yeah well
4: yeah maybe <laughs> I, I certainly was comfortable watching Tom, it. quick oh,
5: start it. playing the Reigns of I castamere
4: <laughs> i was cringing a lot watching the show but then again i have seen spartacus spartacus has never uh been topped in terms of like gore and all that other stuff <laughs> for me so I guess I was desensitized a little bit. <laughs> That's so interesting. It's
0: so interesting to get the perspective of somebody who, who didn't watch games, game of Thrones like 10 years ago when it was like in the zeitgeist. Either. Oh, you didn't either. And then, then come oh. 2023, you come and watch the whole thing. Um, I'm, I'm split between getting more of your perspective on Game of Thrones or more of your perspective on Starfield, because you seem to be enjoying parts of Starfield that a lot of people were a little bit more critical about. Let's talk about that real quick, because I think that that probably has more of a crossover with our audience. Um, So you you are saying that the exploration part of Starfield is what really has hooked you, even though a lot of people have complained that that part of it, they aren't. As into either because it doesn't work like Skyrim or Fallout 3 did, where you just are constantly being distracted by the next thing on the horizon, or mm-hmm. the fact that they keep on going to these other planets and they're like, well, they're mostly empty. And it's like, well, yeah, it's freaking space. So they're going to yeah, be mostly empty. Uh-huh. So, what
4: is it about the exploration that really grabs you? well for instance i mean if there is one thing uh first of all that i think they could add more of is more like in like human npcs on planets that can then divvy out missions and and stuff but i ended up finding some of that and um in, in in my explorations and uh i had to do this big old quest i forgot what it was it's i actually haven't touched it in a little bit but uh It's just, there's so many different, you never know what you're going to find. And I think that's what I like about it. It's like that box of chocolates sort of uh, thing. So I go to a new system, I go to all these planets. And I mean, for some reason, where I see where people are finding these sort of cut and paste yeah uh, yeah like this know, talking this, point this refinery <laughs> is the same
0: style as yeah, this refinery uh, and, 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 like and part yeah. of me,
4: I feel like they they still have their own personal charms, like each planet, like I am remembering a lot of different planets uh more than others, so they they there is a little originality with these planets that I like, and I just like finding these little stories they kind of remind me of fallout you see like a dead mining crew you're like how did this happen and you get these notes and you start putting pieces together so it's it's kind of a boring fun thing i like to do
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) it's what sounds like you've got a little bit more tolerance for this for the looking around part and a little bit more enjoyment for (laughs) the like oh i find i found something it took me a little while but i found it and now this is going to expand into, you know, more fun for you.
4: Yeah. So, okay. Pretty much. It's a tolerance thing. <laughs>
0: okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Anybody else have Star? I mean, Sam, you mentioned Starfield. Is Starfield on your list? I know you played a I lot do. of it.
1: I, I did play a lot of it. I think I had like 200 some hours in my first playthrough alone. Um, I, I liked Starfield a lot. And, t- and then it was like a massive plateau. Mm -hmm. Uh, when I got to the edge of the plateau of handmade content, my interest just plummeted. Uh, and I, I, I think there's two things to take from that one. You can, you can take a negative, uh, reaction from that in as much as, well, that just means that like, they didn't have enough handmade content, but the positive reaction is it took me 200 some hours to get there. In one playthrough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a in, lot
0: of time for a single player game. I mean there's not many single player yes. games that'll last you two hundred hours before you hit that the place of like, well, I, I guess I need to do this again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in terms of exploration, you know, I'm still a diehard like Elder Scrolls fan. Morrowind was great at incentivizing you to, you know, walk over that next hill, see what you can find. Um, and I think some of the procedural generation in Starfield disincentivize that uh, because like you were talking about the, the templates of the different mining shafts and camps and whatnot, once you've seen enough of them, maybe 30, you've probably seen them all uh, because the, the enemy spawning doesn't really change. The loot tables aren't that different. Um, so that that gets a little boring. It's not like you're finding a, a handcrafted cave where some designer made this with the express intent of hiding, you know, the pale lady inside and right, a, a right. unique sword and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there there is no shortage of handmade content. It's just buried in a plethora of procedural
0: generation. Right. I I think after, like, if we jump ahead two, three years, all the DLC is out and you look back at the entire package of the game and we're probably going to have a different perspective then than we do now, because that'll be instead of 200 hours of actual handcrafted content, it'll be 300 hours, 400 hours of handcrafted content. And then all of a sudden that feels even more expansive. Um, I also think that, that they might make some uh, distinct changes based on feedback over the next few years. I think they're going to follow up on Starfield a little bit more than they did on than on like Fallout Four or Skyrim
3: initially. So that'll be interesting. Well, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Anybody else have any thoughts on Starfield? Real quick. Ben. I mean, they're going to add mods. They already confirmed mod supports coming right. as well. I mean, I'm assuming. More unlikely, Bethesda is going to throw in the Creation Club. Um, oh, definitely. I mean, well. That's why they're so, testing it on Skyrim. But they've also
0: right. uh, teased a new mode of transportation, which maybe they're getting at something better than just using boost packs in order to travel on planet surfaces. I
1: don't know. Very curious about that. Yeah. Uh, I've been talking about that with my friends. And uh, we've come up with a number of different ideas. Like, you know, maybe it's they are repurposing, zombifying the Skyrim horse AI <laughs> oh, into allowing you to ride alien mounts. Oh, man. Um, Whoa. Maybe they're creating small land rovers or, you know, speed like hover bikes. Little ATVs or Or something. maybe it's yeah. just a new favorites section in the yeah. map menu. It could
0: be something like that. All right. All right. Well, we got to move on from Starfield. Preston, any other any final thoughts on this before we move on?
4: No, I totally uh, align with that. That's that's very very good stuff. Yeah. So hopefully hopefully we see some improvements because yes, uh, I, I, it's not that I haven't been bored of it. It's just like I, I feel a little burnt out from Starfield right now because I played so much of it, which is a good thing I guess. But at the same time, yeah, if more unique content that'd be that'd be great if they could you know update it or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. That's my
0: thoughts on it. I agree. Uh, updates would go a long mm-hmm. way. I think. Okay, yeah. Well, good one. All right, who wants to go next? Who's ready to go next? Tell us something you love from the year, Jen. Yeah.
2: So I think I'll bring it back to that Baldur's Gate three hole because oh, it God. really did feel something. It filled. It filled something that I was Wait. missing. In oh, so birthday.
0: you have a Baldur, You had a Baldur's Gate three hole, and then Baldur's Gate filled the hole inside you. Yep. We're not talking about a bear anymore,
2: right? No, we're oh. talking about the actual game. <laughs> Those do that it just, it filled Mm -hmm. something that I needed in your heart
0: because, right, yes, right, got it. Yes,
2: because for the longest time, I was looking for a game that had true crunchy combat, Mm -hmm. like give me like skill mapping and item equipment and upgrading and leveling and just like the number crunchy part of it, how to min max everything. And then actual good carnage, you let me build up this character. Let me go and fight it out and have epic battles. But then also the amazing dramatic cutscenes and just having those precious moments where even you're talking to your friends or monologuing with the big bad. And it's amazing. And there are so many choices in that game. Like, I think they mathed it out, and at the end of the tree, there are over 17,000 different ending combinations. That's
0: amazing. That's just nuts. I mean,
2: come on. Mind blown. Yeah. You, Baldur's you, Gate 3 filled everything I needed.
0: You mentioned that it, it kind of hits on all of these things at the same time. And I think that's, that's kind of the takeaway, right? Like, it's not that we haven't had other CRPGs that have come out in the last decade or so. But maybe the combat was awesome, but the story was okay. Or maybe the story was really good, but the gameplay and the mechanics were just not all that exciting. And that's what Baldur's Gate did really well, was basically all of those things, right? Like, it was exciting to have a powerful, interesting, dynamic group that could work in so many different combinations for so many different people. If you want to make a bunch of barbarian halflings, it could, it could still work somehow. If you want to have a very normal D&D group, it could still work. But then you have also these interesting characters and dynamics across the party. And almost every decision felt like it was going to have some gra- like real gravitas to it. And mm-hmm. that's part of my problem with continuing any one storyline is like, I feel like I'm no matter what, I'm going to be missing something and you are. So you have to play it multiple times to, to see how everything plays out.
2: And then you add multiplayer on top of that to where now I can go through and play with friends and have it be another completely different experience. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That that multiplayer dynamic of, oh, my God, you won't believe what just happened in my playthrough holy crap how did that happen i didn't even see that part of the game you know like that thing so good mm-hmm. so good
5: and, and all for 60 dollars or 70 if you're on consoles <laughs> <laughs> right right but yeah, you know
3: all it, right it's it's yeah.
5: yeah it doesn't hurt to pay that much if the game's gonna be good you know i'd, I'd easily pay twice as much for that game like with how much you for can how get how much content
2: it. we've gotten out yeah. of it oh yeah like yeah I'm don't great. don't tell don't tell them that we don't want yeah that let's because...
5: not t-
1: let's not give anyone an <laughs> <laughs> no, idea
2: don't
6: don't remind nah, the teacher not nah, nah. fam <laughs> but i would I mean, also luckily larian that...
5: wouldn't do that to us they actually respect us
2: <laughs> larian wouldn't do that to us as the consumer but if it meant that it got more money to the developers who spent six years making the game the voice actors who did all their own mo-capping for it as well yeah I'd pay more for the quality that they've given us. Yeah,
0: well, Larian won't do it until like EA buys them. And then, then they will definitely do it.
5: <laughs> Please don't, Ugh. Larian, don't chill out. That's but
0: that's how the story, this, like this is a story. The same thing happens with other developers. You have a developer that is like this grassroots team that really cares about their product. They really work hard. You can tell that everybody's doing the best they can and they put out an amazing product. And then that company gets pulled into a bigger entity. I mean, look at what happened with Bioware, or or I mean, heck, you could even say early Bethesda. Look at some of what Bethesda did, and kind of the there's they're not terrible, but. There's definitely a different feeling, between the team that that gave us Oblivion and Fallout three and Skyrim and the team that gives us Starfield, there's there's a difference there. It's a little bit more grown up. It's a little bit more corporate. It's a little bit less grassroots. And in, you know, in this case, they've also been bought by Microsoft. So hopefully that doesn't change that dynamic, even in a worse way. So you know it could happen it could happen hopefully hopefully larian now just has more money to do things that they're good at and continue making good stuff that would be great um i've heard people even saying things like give them the star wars license and let's see them do a crpg with star wars and what they can do with that i would die (laughs) that would be great please (laughs) yeah Yeah. i would also die can you imagine like love to see that an old republic like r- not remake but revitalization like another story set in the old don't, Republic. Don't, 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 don't give me hope don't, give, me hope.
6: <laughs> don't, don't <laughs> give us hope man don't give us hope uh, star wars band
0: well all right i'll hold on to the idea i'll just put it in my little pocket <laughs> and then when it happens i'll be like hey, i told you guys i told you <laughs> so all right any other thoughts jen on this
2: one i'm sorry sam but after tomorrow, I'm pretty sure my Baldur's Gate three hours are going to pass my Mass Effect Legendary Edition hours.
1: Unreal. Wow. Wait, what wait, if wait <laughs> com- What if you combine your actual original trilogy hours with Legendary Edition?
2: OK, no, I've probably got like another 400 hours to go then. OK, because I was
0: like the game's only been out for like, if you don't count like getting in on the beta and doing playing early playthroughs, like that's only been a few months. How did you like that's a lot of hours. Wow. A game a lot yeah <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just real good it's just real good tom <laughs> I just can't stop playing it um that's awesome that's awesome all right who would like to go next
3: let's see we haven't heard from ben ben you want to go yeah i can go um gosh there, i mean th- this year has been awesome um there's so many different things uh be able to you know host now four shows host switcher with with toasty which has been a great opportunity um We had the pleasure, and I never thought I would be able to talk to one of my favorite voice actors of all time. I mean, you basically talked like, to Geralt. Yeah, like you got to talk to Geralt. Well, I got ben, to talk to Geralt. Ben, ben well, didn't so I did ab- talking, but that's no. true. That you got, got to through. salivate <laughs> while <laughs> Geralt
5: talked.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was so starstruck, I barely talked as much as I normally do. And all right, so like,
0: we we need to fill this in for anybody who doesn't know. On the Witcher Lorecast, they got. Ben His name's Ben Ben Cockle? No, Doug. Doug. Cockle. Doug. 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 For some reason your name was in my in my brain. Doug Cockle, I messed that up. Uh who does the voice of Geralt in the games? So for anybody who's a fan of The Witcher games, The Witcher 3 is a huge game, right? That's the voice they think of.
3: It's not Henry Cavill, mm-hmm. it's Doug Cockle. Um so you guys got to interview him. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it it was it was awesome. It was fantastic. And then other than that like all my, all my MMOs that I play keep getting updates and more content on a regular basis, and it's fantastic.
0: It's been a great year for MMOs. Uh, Elder Scrolls had a big update with the whole... You know uh, Hermes Morris
3: stuff, all the creepy yep. weird Necrom, stuff. Um, Final Fantasy 14 Just they announced the next expansion coming out um, next year, mm-hmm. and then uh, World
0: of Warcraft even came back. Like there was mm-hmm. all that bad publicity from like the toxic workplace and all of that. They've been working on that, but they've also yeah, made some big updates to the game that make it a lot better again. Eh, um, I don't play WoW,
3: man, well, but but some people do. Like I've been, I actually dove <laughs> back true. into WoW for a little bit. I've been playing a little bit, um, um, and yeah. so Tori got uh, major updates again too. Yeah, so that's cool. I,
0: I'm, I'm curious to see where MMOs go. There have been a number of MMOs that have come out that just have done okay. Uh, I, I know the big ones keep going because they just kind of have this reliable fan base, but I'm curious. I'm curious about where the future of massive online games ends up. So, what would, of all
3: these things, what would be your top thing, though? Oh, gosh. Uh, it had to be the Doug Cockle interview. Like, that... Do you have a favorite moment from the interview? We nerded about D and D for twenty minutes. So, so <laughs> you spent twenty
0: minutes of your of your limited time <laughs> not talking about The Witcher. <laughs> That's great. Well, yeah. We
5: asked him, but he just kind of talked, he, and we, we were just, just kind of like, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fucking tell Doug cockle that he needs to shut up about something. He can just do it. It's whatever. It's fine. That's great. We had eight questions. He answered all eight questions and more so so you know we got an hour and a half with them like that was (laughs) more than we were hoping for so I mean that's awesome that's true did you talk about Baldur's
0: Gate with him or is it just like regular D&D uh
5: Uh,
3: yes we we did a little bit yeah because he's been streaming it that's cool um and then uh he, he he made the uh my my choice for romance so which was who Tris
0: Oh, I thought you were talking about Mulder's Gate Still, oh
3: no, not I was like Shadowheart. I was like, Hmm. Uh, okay, (laughs) yeah. So, okay, so action was great.
0: So that's wait, 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 wait. So I mean, that's about as close as you can get, except for like one of the writers or somebody. But like, like Doc, he does Geralt's voice. Like the voice of Geralt prefers
3: Triss. It's kind of official. Though he did, he did name all three in retrospect wait so he hedged his bets so, a little bit so he's he's he said shawnee first it's like well and if you go to the books okay yeah i do prefer yin but
5: if we're talking about games tris which makes, it makes logical sense, sense it for makes the sense. man who did three games with tris and only one game with yin
6: so <laughs> that makes total sense
5: yeah
0: yeah i get it okay yeah, Sam and I, a year ago, had the pleasure of interviewing another voice actor.
1: Mark Muir, yeah, the voice yeah. of male Commander Shepard. And then this year, I actually happened to meet Jennifer Hale. at um, She was at Emerald City Comic Con, I want to say. Uh, and and you were there too, right, Jen? I think we both got photos. Yeah, 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 yeah. We both got photos That's of Jennifer cool. Hale, who uh, <laughs> voices female Commander Shepard. That's so cool. That's so cool.
0: Yeah. So, hey, if any other voice actors are listening to this episode and they're like, hey, I do voices on this video game, um, I've I had also had the pleasure of talking to a lot of the Fallout voice actors. People who do Fallout and Elder Scrolls and some of the Bethesda games as well. It's always so cool to get their perspectives on the characters because they I mean, they're not just reading the lines. They are legitimate actors. They're getting in the mindset, the, the headspace of the character they're playing in order to emote and feel and convey even more through their voice lines than you can through actually having a body there, too, because you don't have a body. It's just the voice. So uh, it's it's really cool to get their perspective. So I'm
3: glad you guys got that opportunity. That sounds awesome. Uh, any other thoughts on that, Ben? No. um Other. Yeah, no, not really on anything other than that. Awesome. Cool, man. All right. Good stuff. Uh Let's see. We've got
5: Toasty and Maverick still. Toasty, you want to go next? Sure. Uh well I mean like a lot of the stuff I that was awesome about this year got you know listed for me already. I mean obviously the interview, Baldur's Gate, uh, Phantom Liberty, which I'm still working my way through. Um Oh man, uh God, I'm trying to remember because it's been such a long year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is there I any gotta, any one thing that like stands out that's just like, oh yeah? I mean, this. like, and doesn't I It doesn't have to be video game related. Yeah, I gotta bring it back to Star Wars because the Ahsoka series. <laughs> yeah, Ahsoka's really good. That was. Re- Did you guys like, watch it? Ahsoka? Some of you watch Ahsoka.
4: No, I'm ashamed. I haven't because yes. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So yes. I have to get my Disney Plus back. I, I, <laughs> all
0: right. So yes. Preston
6: has I a great show. Ahsoka.
4: Yeah, Maverick
0: did. It was a
6: ma- magnificent show. Mm-hmm.
0: I thought it was really good. Uh, why did you think it was really good, Toasty?
5: What about it? I mean, like this is. I mean, for starters, like Ahsoka is my favorite Star Wars character. Like out of all, so. um just getting to like see her in action and see her like story that was actually in like the whole, like, it's a very like subtle, like telling of like her transition from where she was at, like mentally at the start of the series to, you know, where she gets to by the end of uh, the end of it. And then of course, like the return of Hayden as Anakin is just like episode five, is peak Star Wars.
0: Yeah, like. so for people who haven't watched, it's not too spoiler to say that there is a let's call it a dreamlike sequence where she gets to interact with Hayden we'll call it a dream-like sequence. Uh, and, yeah, you could say that. Yeah. yeah, and he is de-aged. In fact, he's de-aged a few different ways, depending on the version of him that we're seeing in the sequence, and it oh, looks such a great really episode. good. Like, it's, like, some of the de-aging is always a little funny, but this one actually looks really good. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. It really wasn't bad. It,
6: it, it, was, it was better than the Mandalorian Luke Skywalker de-aging that they did with him. The first yeah. time we see so Luke Skywalker
0: in, at the end of, what was that, season two of Mando? Um, it's a little yeah funny and then in season three they got better he he looks a little bit better in this one by the time they get to Ahsoka with uh, Hayden in this like he looks he looks almost he indistinguishable
5: looks from the prequel films like it is yeah. really really close and it was just it's it's also just like very like heartwarming to see like him finally getting the recognition and respect from like doing this role and realizing that people did love him as Anakin it just you know, wasn't the the right time. We weren't like the people that love him. Weren't old enough to show that appreciation yet. Yeah. So it was nice for him to see that and see him like, go ahead. Ben, ben has. I was to gonna, say. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, w-
3: during his time, the internet wasn't really like it was the thing but like there was no instant message there was no like twitter there was no facebook during the time so people couldn't post their like opinions as like well they did available the, they did they were posting on forums and stuff i think i
0: think the real yeah, yeah. the real uh rundown of it is that the for example the big audience that loved loved, loved star wars in the 70s and early 80s was the younger audience. The older audience wasn't super on board with it. Those people grew up, 20 years later, they get the prequels and they're like, well, this isn't my Star Wars. But the younger audience is like, no, this is freaking great. I love Star Wars. And then they get cartoons and things for a number of years. And it's this cycle of like the the core audience that really gravitates to Star Wars is a younger audience. Kind of like Nintendo products. Right, you're not going to convince somebody who's never played Mario at 40 years old to all of a sudden love Mario. Like the right age to get into Mario is like 10 to 20. Debatable on that. Debatable. <laughs> well, I mean, you still <laughs> might depending on if they've played other games and they're into gaming in general. But um, but uh, I mean, there's always there's always ways that you can argue against these things. You could say, well, what about this? What about this? There's outliers, but I think in general that's what you have. And so now you have an adult audience looking at Hayden Christensen on Ahsoka. And going, oh my God, I remember those movies. I was a big fan. I've been a fan for years. I loved him in those films. I love him now. This is awesome. And you know, the old people are too busy telling other people to get off their lawn and who to vote for.
5: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, but no, it was just, it was great. It was, the goat is back.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it was really good. So here's the thing that I really liked about Ahsoka, if I can chime in, Uh, and it was because We have there's I think there are two ways that Star Wars works best. One is doing um, like Andor did and having a really tight, dynamic, interesting set of characters and a really tight story that doesn't have anything to do with space magic and lightsabers. Right. And you just have really interesting locations in this really cool universe that play through some part of the story that we've seen so far. Kind of fill in the gaps and they do it really well. The other thing that I think Star Wars does really well is when it takes real world mythology and it reworks it into star into the Star Wars universe. The original trilogy was basically a, a mythology being retold in a new universe using new magic and new other things, but highly highly formed and and designed around the mythologies that we have from our own world. Ahsoka does that again and it delves back into older mythologies like they're pulling from norse myths with the wolves and like all of these other things and there's something about those stories that just resonate with us as humans and when you take them and you transplant them into another story and you do it well it still resonates and i think that's part of why it's not, not just the whole like it was really cool to see these characters again and that kind of thing but they also put it in this cool wrapper that ties to mythology and does it in this really fun interesting way so that's my take on it and i'm sure some people will disagree with that but that's what i thought was cool so
3: yeah any other thoughts on star wars i have a fun fact yeah uh and i just found out about it today and never realized it for some god awful reason lars mickelson who voice and played thrawn in star wars is also play Stragivore on The Witcher Netflix and never realized it till now. <laughs> Wait, you didn't that's the realize same that? actor? I, for some re- It's the same actor, yeah. It's the same actor. I never realized it. It just the never got The douchebag wizard me. is yeah.
5: as You just blew that's my like, mind. Right? Dude, I did not realize that. I noticed that immediately. I didn't. I just I heard I, I, his I so I watched Rebels for the first time this year um in like preparation for it and the moment I heard the 20th his voice century. I know, right. Uh i heard his voice and was like this fucking stregobor
0: (laughs) i I didn't notice it it.
5: immediately i missed it
0: i told him you're right i totally missed it though and i I think it's partly because he's such a good actor like his performance in both of those roles is very different
3: absolutely Mm -hmm. but
0: they're both great and he's also blue in one of them (laughs) and no beard (laughs) and no beard yeah no beard that is a little different. Yeah,
6: you, you also got to look at Grand Admiral Thrawn. He's put on a couple pounds. If you notice that in a in Ahsoka? <laughs>
3: yes, he's got a little belly. <laughs> shrunk. Hey, hey, that's what happens when you go into exile. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Forced stress eating. Exile. You're right. Stress eating. All right. Any
0: stress other thoughts? Eating. Any other thoughts on Star Wars? His troops. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Maverick, you're you're up. You're talking. What's your favorite thing from this last year?
6: Okay, so I got a lot of. Fun things that i got to do this year for my because of my podcast uh-huh. um, but one thing sticks out to me the most is uh it last november i went out to vegas i went out to vegas uh went out to good springs nevada to uh represent along with jackson who's another who's uh it's one of your co hosts another host right yeah one of our co-hosts yeah i got to meet him for the first time in person because he lives nearby,
3: mm-hmm.
6: and uh, we uh, represented the Fallout Roundtable at this uh, at the celebration at the Pioneer Saloon in uh, Good Springs.
0: Yeah, and which, so, if
6: you know from Fallout New Vegas, Good Springs, Nevada is in the game.
0: Right. Yeah. So this is a yearly get together that happens at that location that it pulls in, and it seems like it gets bigger every year lots of fallout oh, fans yeah. who yeah, all it, dress it, up it was really big yeah they all dress up they go to see some of these locations that are actually inspire the locations in, in fall Out new vegas and i guess everybody just has a blast right
6: oh we had a blast i got to meet the people for fallout for hope which by the way please donate to that it's a great cause um uh, i got i got to meet chip from the chipmunk show mm-hmm. tks mantis he was there I, everyone, we, we all had a hoot and a holler, man.
0: <laughs> no, wait, you sound like Preston. <laughs> <laughs> well, howdy, partner. <laughs>
6: yeah, we we all had fun. It was great to finally meet Jaxus in person. Mm-hmm. So, Instead of behind a computer screen.
0: What was, the, what was the coolest cosplay you saw?
6: Oh.
0: I mean, I saw some I saw pictures full, online, but what, what did I you see? I saw say? a
6: full-size XL1. XO, power armor wow wow it was big
0: yeah did you, did you guys see um do you see that on the the game awards when they walked out the actors walked out on stage and they had the power armor on the stage yeah. with them it looks yeah, freaking amazing, amazing. And it was also huge i have to wonder like how tall
4: was the guy in the suit it's like stilton it or something yeah
0: yeah he he looked like he was seven feet tall standing next to them um yeah, that's really cool. So dude, uh, I mean, that must have been hot. <laughs> out in the desert, wearing a big old suit <laughs> power. No, of powder. it
6: actually really wasn't. It was mild.
0: Yeah, so well, I guess it got, was October, right? Yeah.
6: It was November.
0: November. Oh, wow. It was, okay. It
6: wasn't really that long ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. That's uh so did you guys do anything else like specifically Fallout related? Was there like food or like,
6: oh, events? Oh, we we there was food. Um there was we had a conch- costume contest um we record we tried to record a live episode of the Fallout Roundtable there it didn't work out for in the middle of the desert <laughs> okay um we um yeah a lot of Fallout things the NC, the cosplay NCR uh cosplay NCR group was there they were doing BB gun shoots out in the back they were doing skits uh, lady from obsidian was there taking taking pictures and there were bethesda representatives there that's great it was it was awesome it was awesome to see everyone uh, all these fallout people in the fallout community there and uh we already know that the dates for next year if you guys don't mind me yeah, yeah what's them.
0: the what's the date for next year
6: it is november 16th and 17th it's basically what this last year was okay
0: so those those same two dates, basically. Yeah, Let's yeah the see. same that two days of this year. On the sixteenth and seventeenth is Saturday, Sunday. So hey, yes. that works out great. Well, cool. So if you happen to be over near Nevada or can make the trip, if you can schedule it and you've got the funds to fly out and enjoy hanging out with everybody, and you're in the Fallout, then it sounds like a great thing to go do. That's awesome. Yeah. All, all right. Well, very cool stuff. Uh, I, I would love to be able to do that sometime. It's just not very close to Florida, <laughs> and it becomes quite the <laughs> quite the trip to get out there. Um, all right, well, I haven't gone, and I've got, I've got one that I'm going to share. This is my favorite. This is, I debated this. This is my favorite thing from the year and it is not something that only came out this year. It's something that has been out for a number of years now. And uh, I recently started driving more because I've been doing more things out of the house. And so I've had more time to listen to podcasts again. And I started looking around for podcasts and with Baldur's Gate coming out, I was like, Hmm, maybe there's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast I should check out. And there's certain ones that, you know, Critical Role and the Adventure Zone, there's certain ones that are kind of at the top. Everybody knows about them. There's another one that came out a few years ago called Dungeons and Daddies. And if you haven't heard of Dungeons and Daddies, it is hilarious. It is amazing. It's up on the top of the list. Lots of people listen to it. It's very successful. It's been out for a few years. And the premise is that this group of people, there's four people playing characters. There's the and the DM. So there's five people. They all have background in content creation and writing and doing other things and improv and that kind of stuff. So they're, they're well equipped for this. The premise is that four dads pick up their sons in a minivan to go to a soccer game. And on the trip to the soccer game end up going through a portal to Faerun where the kids disappear and the dads now have to find their children. And the different dads, there's like the hippie dad who who becomes a druid. There's the coach dad who becomes a barbarian. There's the rock star dad who becomes a bard. And then there's just like (laughs) uh, played by a female uh, Ron Ron Stampler who is the rogue and he's like the emotionally detached dad like stepdad who becomes a rogue and it is from episode one it just hits and it works so well it is so hilarious and they it's way more improv comedy than it is actual Dungeons and Dragons so if you're expecting like lots of like D&D stuff no, if you're expecting a really interesting improv story with the occasionally rolling dice to see what happens, this is what it is. And it has been the, my go to thing. Every time I get in the car, I pull up this podcast that I put it on and I've gotten through, I don't know, the first almost the first season at this point. And it's my go-to thing. It's I just keep going back to it because it's so good. And it makes me want to do something like that, but I know how hard it is to do that because before I launched the Fallout Lorecast, I tried doing a Dungeons and Dragons show. It is a lot of work. I mean, think about it. if you've ever DM'd a game with your friends, think about how much work you put into DMing the game, planning things out, getting things ready for for the game and all that. Now multiply that and Put it in the context of having to do in an entertaining way for an audience and then also editing the show down with multiple people talking and all of that stuff it's not easy to do so the fact that they've done this so well is is mind-boggling to me and the fact that also on top of it it's not just hilarious like there are very poignant moments there are moments that like It shifts from being goofy, silly stuff to just like tugging at your heartstrings because it's about family and dads and their kids and and getting through these tough situations together. It's it's really it's extremely well done. I can't say enough good about it. So have any of you heard of Dungeons and Daddies? No, but I want to check it out now. That sounds hilarious. (laughs)
6: Yeah, I do too.
0: It's really good, and, and I and I bring it up with the uh, hope that people don't leave our shows and go listen to that show instead of our <laughs> shows. Uh, but I have to give please credit still where it's to us. Yeah, please still listen to our shows. But it is it is a really good show. <laughs> it is very very well done. Uh, Freddie Wong is the um, bard dad, and you might know his name from <laughs> from YouTube, like five years ago, a little older he famous youtube guy um yeah hilarious very very good stuff so that's that's my recommendation if you're going into this next year looking for a dungeons and dragons podcast let's do go check that out because it's just it's just really good so there you go i think that's gonna do
6: it for a minute sorry to butt in just for a minute i i've also been listening to a lot of podcasts because everyone knows i drive semi and it's our busy season right now it's christmas so I'm in the semi constantly. So I always listen, try to listen to podcasts over music because music gets repetitive.
0: Sure. Have you come across a, a new one that you really like?
6: I have, I have, and I'm finally up to date on it. It's called distractible.
0: Distractable.
6: It's called distractible by, uh, it, it's hosted by Mark player, Bob and Wade.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
6: It is hilarious. But if, if, but i've also been re-listening to the modus files by our one and only Mm -hmm. lawrence
0: yeah yeah that's on our network
6: because because i've been trying to get ideas for a secret project i've been doing
0: oh all right well that's fun
6: yeah that's awesome i like secrets it's fun that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) awesome awesome but but yeah all right everyone (laughs) yeah along with the occasional sports podcast but that those don't need to be mentioned
0: as much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, go check out uh, those other ones <laughs> if, you're, if you're looking for other shows. Or or the shows from the hosts on this, this panel right here, because there's lots yeah. of good stuff on the network to check out. So, uh, yeah, go check that stuff out. All right. We're going to wrap it up. We're hitting the end of the episode. Let's go back through and... Um, feel free to, again, repeat what show you are a part of so people can look it up if they're interested. And then also, like, is there anything else? Is there any, like, tiny little thing that you'd be like, also, this was really cool this year. Go check that out. Just, like, real quick. So we'll go back through in order of, of people on the screen. I've got Ben here next to me. Ben, kick us off.
3: Yeah, so, you know, again, I am Ben of Tamaria. I am one of the hosts uh, of the Holocron Histories, Star Wars, Canon vs. Legends, the Final Fantasy lore cast, uh, the Witcher lore cast with Toasty, and the Wizarding World lore cast. And if you all want to, go follow me on Twitch at Ben of Tamaria and help me get affiliate because I am so close. I'm like past like the 1.5 mark on average viewers i need three yeah
0: yeah just a few just oh, another man. person
3: um cool man anything
0: else you want to share like just quick little hey this is a secondary thing that was so cool you don't have to have something I, but if you have
3: something I, don't, I mean other than the um for witcher we are we are getting a new book uh oh yeah it is going to be either released uh andre savkowski just announced it's going to be either Late 2024 or uh, early 2025, and it will be about Geralt. We do know he did com- comment on that. So cool. Another Witcher book. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. All right, Preston.
4: Howdy again, partners. Um, (laughs) My name is Preston, and I am the creator of Is It the Longest Running Fallout Podcast? Because it started in 2016. It's True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama. Um, I uh, would love it, appreciate it if you would follow us on literally anywhere you listen to podcasts, so Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, anything like that. Wherever you're listening
0: uh, to this on you can listen to that on that's, it's yeah that's it's, the easiest, it's there yeah, the easiest to to say.
4: it's good old yeah. walter and bunny and um speaking of which another cool little tidbit since you mentioned shout out to the couple who actually went to the good springs event this year cosplaying as my protagonists walter and bunny oh, our, that's so cool. uh, wasteland detectives i wish i can think of their the um uh the twitter at, at right now but but they know yes, who they are and they, they're I awesome see them.
0: You saw them? Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool.
4: Oh, cool! Really cool. I thought I had like little ambassadors for for myself. That was pretty cool. That's such
0: a that's such a compliment when people dress up as the characters from your show. Yeah, that's so cool. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for joining us. All right, Sam.
1: Yeah, I'm Sam, aka In Seven, the Legend from the Mass Effect Lorecast. We're still putting out episodes every week. Right now, we are covering Saren. Uh, We will be. I think into the new year too. So if you're into Mass Effect, now's a good time to, to pick up the lore cast because we're talking about Mass Effect 1's main villain. Um, and I'm also streaming to Twitch every weekend at N7 The Legend. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't really have anything else from 2023 that uh, was good, but I have something that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, uh, We talked with one of the cinematic designers on the Mass Effect series, as fun as it was to, as it is to interview cast members i think i want to interview more of the developers who had the behind the scenes roles in creating some of our favorite memories so i think i'm going to try and reach out to more of them
0: yeah that would be awesome that would be awesome i always love getting those insights because they prove us wrong so much so much of the community is like it has their own headcanon about like the way game development works and they're like well actually <laughs> this is how it works it's so
5: nice so cool man thanks for joining us toasty you're up next Oh, Uh, I'm toasty to Witcher and Cyberpunk. Those are the two things I do. Uh, Nice. But uh, it's fine. We're going to get proper shout outs from the rest of y'all. It's fine. (laughs)
0: That's fine.
5: Um, So what's on, what's the other thing on your list or or something coming up? I mean, I have to, I have to give a shout out to to the sorts of village arc for demon slayer. The, this past year um, and the Hashira training arc that's coming up next year uh, as well as the thing I'm looking the most forward to that's finally going to happen and that is Arcane Season 2. So, <clears throat> Yeah, that is coming up. Alright,
0: yeah. yeah, so go check out some anime. Awesome, man. Thanks for joining us. Maverick, you're next. So you have the Fallout Roundtable.
6: Yes, yes. I am Maverick Stone. Uh, I am the creator and co- co-host of four other people for the fallout Roundtable. i am also a co-host on three count thoughts pro wrestling podcasts
0: now what's your other favorite so, thing from this year
6: i love when people talk about numbers but you know our numbers have been up and down but more up than down which is awesome
0: that, that, i mean that feels great that feels good when you're like hey and the people like our our stuff people like our show you know
6: yeah and actually getting recognized by my voice that was another thing
0: yeah people like were like "Ah, oh, i listen to your show yeah that's awesome that's cool man well thanks for joining us again all right genesis no you're wrapping
2: us up yeah i'm genesis and i'm part of two shows on the network the two girls one ship podcast where we analyze rate and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer and the Cyberpunk Lorecast with Toasty, where we talk about the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future for all things cyberpunk. And I'd have to say another little small thing that I really, really loved this year was that my co-host Vervada moved from Florida to Washington state. So now we only live 20 minutes apart from each other. Oh, and that's it's amazing.
0: Cool. That's cool. Uh, she left my state though. I can't, I can't <laughs> yeah. imagine why.
2: <laughs> she okay. was assigned there for Navy
0: stuff so yeah. Contract oh, that's is up was. now right. she lives here cool cool that's awesome that's so cool that you guys get to be close together uh that's great that's a good one that's a nice personal like best you know it's not about video games it's about friendship because it's all about mm-hmm. the friends we make along the way
2: exactly and we're gonna beat the big bad with the power <laughs> of friendship Yes,
0: Yay! go! <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, thanks for joining us, Jen. Thank you all for being here. This was always, this is so cool. It's always fun to get everybody together and kind of you know talk about the year and all of that. If I had to add another thing, actually, first of all, if you don't know who I am because you're listening on one of the other shows that I don't host, I host uh, with Sam the Mass Effect Lorecast, uh, the Fall Lorecast, Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Starfield Lorecast and the Lord of the Rings Lorecast, which has been doing really, really well. So thank you to everybody who's been listening to that in the last year, year and a half since since I launched that project. Uh, If I was to add one more thing, one of the reasons why I've been out going out more is that I got back into swing dancing, which every I always am hesitant to bring this up, because when you say it, everybody gets a picture in their head of what they think that looks like. And most of the time it's a goofy, dumb, like, (laughs) TV production version of people just like kicking their feet and dancing to like Brian Setzer and that is not what I do I don't look like that, but uh, I do Enjoy going dance. I've been DJing and teaching it and dancing it for over 20 years now I took a number of years off due to like migraines and stuff, but I've been feeling better So I've been going out dancing a lot again So I've been reconnecting with some old friends and spending more time my wife and I danced together. That's how we met Um, so that has been a lot of fun, so I would recommend, especially now post pandemic, if you are looking for ways to interact with other human beings in a like actual, enjoyable, interesting kind of way, I don't care what kind of dancing you do. Just go, go try out some partner dancing. Try like actually meeting some people out in in real space and give it a shot. See what you think. But uh, that's my thing. That's going to do it for our holiday special. Thank you all for being here. And hopefully we'll see you all next year. All right. See you guys next time
3: yay thank you for listening to Wizarding World Warcast you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net you can follow us on Twitter at www.lorecast and you can email us at wizardingworldlorecast@gmail.com. at gmail.com